good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us today on Cinema Files Radio. I very much apologize for our audio difficulties there. I, I don't understand what's happening here, but uh, it's been kind of a, a, a weird, a weird day. Uh, a lot of different things happening. Um, a lot of movie news, a lot of TV news, um, and I'll get into it very, very soon. Let me get to the line talk to Ricky Bird for just a second here. Please let us squeeze in some. Great reggae music as I get the show started. Here we go. Chinese theater scenes uh, naked zombie grass 
uh, and I'm sure you're excited about that too. I saw those photos. You're 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 just jumping in the air. But let's let's go back a little bit because I, I know you know I know you're very different than a lot of other actors slash producers slash you know getting your ass whooped for working so hard in Hollywood guy. Uh, you yeah. work in oil fields and you you've done hard labor to get where you're at. It's, start off, please, with the beginning. How did, how did you start off? Because right now you're with Hectic Films, and you're you're working on your own films, and you're writing your own movies. But is that how it all started off when you were young? Is that was that an aspiration when you were when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, me and uh, me and Jason have always been really. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we've always been really like creative, and uh, we both grew up, grew up with a pretty vivid imagination. So um, we. We kind of parted ways in high school, and then we were uh, right out of high school. We met each other, met back up, uh, and I was working on the I was working on the uh, workover rig then, and uh, we kind of formed said, you know, why don't we try to shoot a movie? And I had uh, just got accepted into acting in a film, uh, a real low budget film, and I saw how these guys were doing, and I was like, wow, this is this isn't as hard as you would think. Because when I thought of movies, I thought of you know. You know, million lights, million people on the set, you know, trailers and, you know, Bruce Willis, you know, and just like all this big, big stuff. And then here we show up to this uh, movie, or I show up to act in this movie, and it's these two old guys uh, with a, a couple lights and a camera um, that, you know, and they were just going for it. And I was like, wow, I was, I was really, like, uh, uh, impressed by their passion, right. you know, to just, you know, go ahead and do it. And I thought, you know, I could do that. So I talked them into letting me use their camera. And Jason and I shot our first, uh, we started to work on our first film called Daft, which never really saw the light of day. We started shooting a bunch of it, talking all these people, letting all these people, you know, um, help us and stuff. And then we started watching the footage and we're like, wow, this is really bad. We, we better, you know, tone it down <laughs> before we get, you know... <laughs> Right. Yeah. So <laughs> did you start? Did you start? Let's just say, young Ricky Bird, you, you're growing up. It, it, was that in your mind? Hey, listen, I, I can do movie stuff. I like 15 years old. Was that in your mind, or or was it different at that age? Um, I think uh, I I grew up with a kind of a uh, I don't know. I I wanted to get away a lot, uh, you know, from my physical, you know, life or whatever. So movies have always sure. been an escape for me. So growing up, I've always, you know, I've always been at the movies. People are, you know, like sports and stuff like that. I personally hate sports, but I love movies. I'd rather watch movies, 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 movies. Uh, so, and I love all genres. So that's what I think, you know, I don't I don't want to be set in a horror genre, which I know I'm getting a good rap about right. uh, the horror genre, but, you know, I, I like comedies and dramas and other films as well. Right, that's nice. And, and so, yeah. what, like, if you were to think of a movie that pretty that inspired you, now for me as a writer, a fan of the opera made, made a big difference in my life. What what film made a difference in your life that kind of pushed you into a certain genre or a certain direction, I should say? Well, um, I have to say, uh, one of my big biggest ones would be Jurassic Park, um, just mm. because when I watched that to see something with dinosaurs and just the the way it all fleshed out, I came out when I was 10, you know, and I just, you know, I was totally blown away. I was so blown away that when it came, it re-released 
uh, last year, I took my daughter. We went went to Universal and uh, went and watched it on the IMAX, and uh, that was you know impressive too. And which which to me that movie is is so good it can be re released and not be you know cheesy a cheesy '90s movie. You know it still is specs to look fairly decent. You know and that's I, I like special effects and I like story and I think that had a lot. A lot of it. Another one I really like is Back to the Future. I love Back to the Future um, and Indiana Jones. Um, I think those movies, um, you know, inspire me a lot just with the storytelling and the special effects. And they're just, they're what movies should be. You know, there's a lot of people that try to make, you know, these, you know indie films, right. which I enjoy also, but they try to make a statement. They're really the paint thing, you know. So I, thought, I, I, I like stuff that's just, you go to the movie. It takes you out of your element. You know, you're in a faraway land. You know, that's why I love Star Wars so much as well. And even though the the first, the newer three weren't were that great, but the original trilogy was just, you know, so awesome for me. I remember watching that in, uh, with Jason's uh, dad, Derek, watching uh, Return of the Jedi, being blown away, like, wow, so amazing. And I just, you know, ever since then, just love those movies. Right. So you went to go. So you went to go see these popular films like Jurassic Park, maybe maybe Spielberg, uh, and he himself inspired inspired you as well. I think that's interesting. Yeah, like Spielberg from yeah. from a sideline would inspire. So is that something that you desire to do yourself? Because I know that uh, Naked Zombie Girl had a lot of practical self self uh, application of, of special effects. Is that something yeah. you look forward towards your future as well? Yeah, basically, what I I like practical and I like digital. Um, we're we're kind of at a spot where we can't do really a lot of 3D animation. You know, uh, Jason does a lot of the 2D stuff in After Effects, but as far as like right. 3D, we don't really have the capabilities to do like the 3D. But I'm I'm a fan of using both. I think that using practical and and digital effects better than using a lot of one or a lot of the other. You know, like right. you know, there's got to be a there's a decent balance with it. You know, it makes it it makes it feel more real, you know, because there's things you can't control, like blood's going in a certain direction. That's a pain in the ass. But, you know, there's things right. you can control, like the makeup on somebody and actually having an act there as opposed to, you know, doing something digital, you know. Right. So. Right. That's that's awesome. So when yeah. you were, when you were doing, like, practical self-application for Naked Zombie Girl, is that something you're looking forward to in the future as well? Because I know a lot of people are doing the same thing, like in The Hobbit and and in Star Trek yeah. and in Star Wars. They're trying to use practical self-defense or practical self-application of VX as well as doing some CG as well. Is that something you look forward to yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, we're going to be doing in the future. Uh, Nick uh, Reisinger and I have been talking about ways we can utilize and make it the best. Uh, with with using both because um, we want we want to we want people to watch watch it because watch especially the feature and be like wow how do they pull that off you know and and be somewhat impressed with our special effect work um, right you know and and I think I think we want to we want to trick people even though we're not you know we don't have a high budget we're not like Michael Bay blowing you know everything up in the on the screen right. um, but you know we still want to have that. You know that awe of, of when a zombie kill goes down. Because you got, I think with zombie, the zombie genre especially, you've got to do different things. I mean, especially with The Walking Dead, 
they have zombie kills every you know every week. <laughs> sure. And you've got to kind of you've got to kind of be creative, and you know it's a kind of a oversaturated market, so you got to be creative, think you know differently, you know get get gruesome, and that's all. Well, I'm seeing a lot. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of your credits, and you're you're one of those people that just works almost every field in a movie. From writer yeah. to producer to director, special effects editor to art department, the whole damn thing. But when I look at your resume, you pretty much have death things, deadlines, car planchette, and you have Delano, and then you go into Milwaukee. So, so how is yeah. it for these four, four? How did you get into these four projects before the Milwaukee? How did that begin, and how did that, did that help you with your with your film career? Uh, well, basically, my. Uh uh, I was bouncing around a lot, um, trying to, you know, because we had hectic films, and um, people think that once they make a movie that all these people are going to flock to them, and that's super incorrect, you know, like, <laughs> you've got to actually go out there and, and market and push, so we, we uh, I started getting involved with other filmmakers, and I'm a firm believer in helping other people on their projects and helping other people succeed, you know, and that's where I was, you know, I I worked as an actor on Carte Blanche uh, by director Matt Kiley, great guy. He needs to get off his butt and shoot some more stuff. But um, I, I acted in his film, and then I helped with the boom mic and, you know, helped do some other stuff, you know, on set on other days that I wasn't acting. And then um, I bounced around a little bit, and then I got on Phase 2, uh, which was a script I wrote. Um, we kind of had the same kind of buzz about Wretched Flush, and uh right. once we got uh once we got the funding for that it became phase two and that's where I met Sean and uh we started, you know, on set discussing the wacky. Oh, and, so uh, so this is uh, so this is out of tune whereas phase two was almost meant to come out before the lackey. Because I I yeah. as I seen your IMDV, yeah, phase two is actually yeah. a more current film. So that's interesting. Yeah. So it's a, please continue. Yeah, so we 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 were talking on phase two, and that's where we met Sean. And Jason was in love with Sean because Jason watched uh, <laughs> uh, the Ultimate or the the Warrior show that he was on. We were talking about we were talking about Jason Sanders, right? Yeah, Jason Sanders. Yeah, okay. Jason he Sanders, was the yeah. director. And we're talking about Dead, Deadliest Warriors, right? Deadliest Warrior. That's it. Yeah. So he that's we're doing it. the casting, and uh, Jason <laughs> Jason Sanders is sitting there, we're in casting, we're playing with Nerf guns and stuff in between people because when you're listening to the same people in casting say the same lines over and over again, um, it makes, you kind of get like, uh, you know, so you got to break it up a little bit. So we were shooting each other with Nerf guns and uh, then Sean walks in, Don Ciccinino walks in and uh, Jason, and he does this read through and then Jason's like all overexcited and he's like, oh, that's a guy from uh, Deadliest Warrior. He was William Wallace, and I go, what? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he made it in quick, and then uh, right, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. So we had we had him in, and then uh, so me and Sean kind of started talking because uh, I've I've been known for my um, I don't take any um, any stuff, I guess negative negative stuff uh, yeah. to make a film. I just go go for it. And a lot of people want to wait until everything's right, and that's what keeps them from, you know, shooting their projects and stuff. So I to I uh, talked to him, and 
he was like, hey, do you think you can get this in Bakersfield? And I was like, dude, we just need to shoot. Let's just shoot 10 minutes, the first 10 minutes, and let's put it online and see what happens. He's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And I go, man, I can get the locations. We'll just go get some shots. I got some cool shots. We're at cool locations. We'll just go out there and shoot it. And he was like, you know, super scared, a little uneasy about it. And we went out and we shot that first 10 minutes. And he was like, wow, it was so easy to shoot in Bakersfield. And then it just blew up from there. We were posting stuff online, become a producer. We had people, you know, donating money, shooting on weekends, you know. And it was actually nice. pretty fun. It was a little stressful, but, you know, it was it was really fun to do. Um, I had a blast. I, You know, it was really challenging because we had to change things, you know. Like, yeah. we, we, you know, we wanted to have this... Um, you know, the like, for example, the Russian was supposed to be swimming in a pool, as you know. And uh, I was like, well, we can't do the pool. It's raining. And I can't get a, anybody with a pool that looks like a, you know, you know, all, all I can get is uh, some white trash people with a doughboy. So, right. uh, we can't, you know, <laughs> which would totally change the tone of the lackey of yeah, the Russian right. swimming, right. swimming in a doughboy. <laughs> so I said, well, why don't we, why don't we, I, I go, I have this uh, extra dead body, why don't we um put it in the uh uh put it in the bathtub and make it look like he's chopping up a body like he's getting rid of a body and kinda you know, kinda make it a little bit gruesome. And then so we just basically I drove I found I know this hotel that just looks really seventy is like they never they never remodeled since the seventies in there. And uh we you know, I went over there and put my name down, forty bucks and then we went in there and shot and then we took off but I think things like that, you know, it's, it makes it fun yeah. because you, you know, you, you've got to be creative, but you still are in an element of your creativity that you've got to make it, you know, still work, you know. Well, that's the uh, one thing about the lackey. When we were on set, I mean, you busted your 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 chops to go get those locations done, and when the yeah when the uh, bar location was not open properly, you jumped at getting that done. <laughs> and I've I've worked yeah. locations a majority of my Hollywood life. It was it was quite. It was quite cool to see somebody else work yeah. extremely hard to get that done. Yeah. Is that something that, that you see in yourself that you don't see in other people, or do you see that as a definitive kind of drive for yourself, as somebody who just wants to get things done? Yeah, I just, um, well, I, I guess I have that for my dad. My dad is, you know, my dad's a go-getter. My dad, uh, yeah. you know, he's always, um, you know, my mom too. My mom's a pretty pretty decent go-getter, but I was, you know, they're, they my dad doesn't usually take excuses for, for things not right. getting done out on the rigs. And I think that's where I'm, I'm at too, because if you really analyze your excuse for why something's not being done, then it's, it's right. usually pretty stupid. Right. And, uh, you know, and if you just, uh, you know, you, you focus and you, if you want something done and, you know, like I'm passionate about movies, if, if we were talking about breaking into the bar to eat some broccoli or something, I probably, you know, would have been like, oh, well, you know, they couldn't open that. But if you're saying, hey, we're opening up this bar to go shoot some uh, a movie you're in, you know, I'm going to do everything. It depends, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll scale the building, jump in through the window right. and, and get us in there, you know. And right. um, that's that's just because, I, I mean, it, it is it's just because I have a passion for this stuff and I want it to be done and I want it to be done right. And I want, uh, you know, I want to, I want to make things happen. And I know, you know, money will eventually come, but you know, I don't think I could just sit still, you know, I've got to, right. Got to be going, 
you know, going and going and going. That's why I like wearing other hats. You know, every every film that I work on, I'm I'm not just an actor. I end up doing you know extra stuff to help out because usually I work on indie projects anyway. But you know, right. I I like acting, and that's what kind of got me started. Um, but I you know I really like directing as well. I love I love writing. Um, and you know, it's just like I've been, you know, yeah, you, in it you heavy. You talked about Naked Zombie Girls at, at Phase Two, I remember. And then yeah. when it came out, I was I was very excited to see that come out. Yeah. It's a it's a really sweet genre, and, and I want to get to that re- really really fast. But let me stay on the line for just one more minute. So, you know, the way I look at it here is, you guys were working on Phase Two, and then you guys had pretty much the crew and the cameras, and we pretty much yeah. went from there. We pretty much went from yeah, there yeah. into production of the Lackey, which is which is pretty interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah, we jumped straight into it. We had a little bit of uh, uh, hang-ups around, around the way, but you know, or right. along the way, but uh, we got through the hang-ups and we kind of just pulled as many people as we could from Phase Two. Uh, we had my good friend DT going on there, and then we had uh, we were shooting another um, we were shooting another movie. Uh, out out in the desert, I think around that time, and uh, so Nick right. was Nick Reisinger was bouncing between, so I was doing a little bit of makeup too, um, right on the <laughs> on the lackey, and then uh, we and then it's directed John by it's directed by Sean Piccinino, it's directed by Jason Sanders, yeah, uh, it stars yourself and Sean, Sean Paul Piccinino, Vernon Wells, uh, yeah, got a great Guy Grundy, uh, DP Carney, as you said earlier. Yeah. It's got a, it's great again. Yeah, it's got a great cast in there. Well, and yeah, we got Robin in there. Robin was my oh. uh, my uh, buddy. I try to put Robin in everything because uh, I was the one that was backing that guy. Rob, he was just so Robin's funny. Re- Robin's a really, really, you know, out of everybody, Robin's. A re- I mean, I'm not saying that anybody's anything else, but Robin's a really nice guy. I really like that guy. Great feel. Uh, yeah, he even has a, He's even a zombie in a. He's a zombie in Naked Zombie Girl, too. <laughs> Is he really? Does he say a bunch of apples? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, he still has an accent, though. A French accent. It's a sequel to the Lackey, except it's the zombie version. These are all the dead uh, characters. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the characters come back to life. Well, I, you know, I loved working on this film with you guys. You know, I, I remember that the day you, you know, you and Guy Grundy busted noses together and and, uh, and uh, you you wouldn't quit smoking your cigarette. She was driving me nuts. Yeah. Like, quit smoking <laughs> your cigarette. But you know, <laughs> you know the, the one thing that interested me a lot about you as, as a person and as a character was yeah. you reminded me a lot of, of, of you know of ours. I'm a, lot, I'm a little bit older than you. Uh, I, I saw a lot of, of go-getting personality, getting things yeah. done, which is not extremely common for and you're a young man for people your age and what have you, but w- yeah. who do you think you get that drive from, that drive to get things done? I just, I want to make movies, man. This is my deal, you know. I've I've, I've sacrificed a lot, relationships, friends, you know, yeah. going to do things, uh, you know, getting a big house and all that stuff. You know, all my money and focus is strictly on the movies. You know, I'll get a paycheck and where other people are like, oh, I'm going to go to the bar or I'm going to go hang out right. here, I'm like, oh, well, this this will get me a shoot date, this will get me this piece of equipment, this will get me this flyer, this poster, you know, right. and, you know, and then that's that's basically, you know, I, 
I want to make movies, and I know that being a filmmaker, you can't just, especially in, in my level of filmmaking, you can't just be a, a director and sit on a chair and say, oh, yeah, you know, and have people bring you coffee. You've got to go out right. get the locations. You've got to build the website. You've got to promote. You've got to make things right. happen. And then I like to give a uh, – uh, I have some great – uh, great people involved in Hectic Films. They, you know, they're we're like a family, and we look out for each other. And you know, that who's involved in it? Who, who's, who are the guys involved in Hectic Films? These, these are the guys well, who helped out. Uh, audience, these are the guys who helped out the Lackey. Without without Hectic Films, we would not have had the Lackey being done. It was, it was a great deal. They're a great group of people. But but who's involved? Um, and uh, and uh, how, how we give them a shout out? Okay, well, we've got, um, I co-founded it with Jason. So Jason, you know, he now he's kind of just does a lot of editing and some writing and stuff, and then he does directing right. as well. Um, we have uh, Rachel Montgomery. Uh, she's doing everything that no one wants to do, and that's all the paperwork stuff, which, you know, for some reason she likes doing the paperwork stuff. Uh, but she's, <laughs> you know, real keen on the budgeting and stuff. And then when we're actually shooting... She's an AD, so if anyone needs an AD, she's one of the best. Um, then we have Nick Reisinger, um, who's not only just a makeup guy, he's, um, you know, go-to, and he's a producer, really. Um, he, right. you know, gives that extra step to make sure that everything's done, where other makeup artists feel like, oh, I'm ready to pack up. Nick's right there with you, holding a light, you know, getting more stuff, you know, coming up with different ideas for shots, you know, and and really right. involved in the project. Um, and then we have Mike Gallen and his son, Anthony Gallen, who grip on a lot of the projects. Um, they're great guys, go-to, can fix about anything you need fixed. Um, they, you know, wear multiple hats. One day they'll be doing sound, the next day they'll be doing lighting, you know, and they're just all-around good guys. And then we have uh, D.T. Carney, um, who's also a, a director um, I actually met him through our original Wretched Flesh film, and then we've just been real close ever since. And DT um, doesn't mess around. He tells you he's a good asset to the team because he'll tell you, hey, I don't like this, you know, and, and you know, because you get a lot of people that are yes people, and I feel like yes people affect your project. And when you have someone like DT who's not afraid to tell you, hey, you know, this sucks, man. You need people like right. that. And uh, and he's just a solid actor. Um, he's just got a presence about him that's, you know, just every time he's on, he, I've I've had him in every single one of our projects, and it's just because not only do I love the guy, but he just he just brings that. Um, he's just a great actor, and he just yeah he he brings a lot of dy- dynamic, you know, to the to the screen. You know, you just like, you know, when he's the bad guy, you're you know you're you're intimidated by him. And, uh, right. Um, then the other, uh, and then we have Myron Ward. Myron has been, uh, you know, he's he's a behind-the-scenes guy. He's a writer, great writer. Um, right. He is, you know, he's been he's done a lot, uh, getting us, you know, feature work and stuff like that. And you know, he's actually uh, hustling in Hollywood right now. And then nice. uh, we have Nick Velarde's and Nick. Blardes, he's a uh, he writes novels and stuff. Uh, we work yes. on some scripts together, and he does he does a lot of the you know um, 
he comes in acts. He'll play bit parts if he's still in a, up to it. Or he he's actually in the lackey as well. And yeah. uh, he does a lot of writing, press releases, stuff like that. And uh, Nick's really good too because he's he's a great writer. So he uh, um, he's able to say, hey, your story's not moving moving the way it should. You know, you need to change this or that. You know, and he's 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 a good asset to the team as well. Um, and he also uh, is 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 a friend of mine. Like I said, all these guys are all my friends. We're all family. We all talk on a regular basis. You know, we're extremely close. Um, you know, and we're all for that one goal to be able to, you know, make movies and and make them constantly. Right. So. Now, I, I see that you guys pretty much regroup for your next film, which is uh, Mabel. Can you tell us, yeah. some, uh, tell us some about Mabel and how that worked out? I see Mike Gallant's in that. I see that you're in that. I see Sean Paul Piccinino's in that. Uh, tell us about that, that, that feature film or that short film and, and how's it going? How did you get involved? What is it about? Well, basically, um, I wanted to make a, a Western. Uh, it was a big patch for mine. Um, I, I grew up like watching a lot of John Wayne movies and I just liked, you know, I, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was really into the spaghetti Westerns that, you know, a young age, like the, the um, Clint Eastwood style, you know, fistful of dollars and stuff like that. But, you know, I was really into the John Wayne, you know, the cheesy Hollywood Westerns, you know, and I, I just, right. I don't know why I just really liked them. And I spaghetti really liked Westerns. John Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I went into, uh, when we were uh, we were kind of tossing around the idea of trying to just pull together a short film um, with you know because they're just westerns to do a western right they're you know they're pretty costly so I was like well let's try to do a short film so Rachel um, wanted to get into more of directing and then we we uh, she had a friend in uh, L A Nicole Gay who actually wrote the script so basically I came up with a concept that was, you know, doable, where it was just kind of like a, like a little mini love story, you know, these right. two characters and one gets kidnapped, just your basic, you know, we weren't trying to like, um, break any boundaries with, you know, like this incredible story. Um, we well, wanted to make you, something. Bo- you and Rachel Montgomery both directed some together, which yeah. is interesting. Cause I don't see a lot of male and female directing teams, uh, anymore, really. Uh, how was it like working with somebody, Maybe that usually doesn't play a gigantically strong role in the Western media. When you look at Western films, you usually don't think of a female director. You usually think of a, a male director like Clint Eastwood. That these women were, were were not really represented properly a lot of times in that time period. So how, how, how did you feel by working with Rachel Montgomery on this film, or did it ever come up at all? Ever? I got you next. Yeah, can you hear, you hear me? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, okay, so what I said earlier was uh, about Mabel. Now, if you look at the time period of the film, the time period of the film is not very kind to women. And yet I see yeah. you working with Rachel Montgomery as, as co-director of the film. Uh, did that yeah. ever come up as women represented in, in the Western cinema, or did it not come up and you just made your film? Uh, no, it didn't really come up at all. Um, huh? We, yeah, we... we uh, we just went ahead and shot it. We were pretty mean to uh, to Corinne and uh, who plays Mabel, um, the lead character, in it. Um, we were we <laughs> we played the uh, trailer. Um, Jason and Sagan started a drive-in 
uh, center tank that uh, has been Sagan Sanders, the, right? Yeah, Sagan Sanders. Yeah, Sagan Sanders and Jason Sanders have started the, um, which I they uh, were kind enough to bring me on board with their their uh, project. But basically, it's a it's a modern drive-in, and uh, they had a family night that they were showing, and we showed the trailer of Mabel and. We had a little, uh, a few people upset because in the trailer, um, actually my character is slapping <laughs> Corinne, uh, Corinne McBride in the in the trailer, and they're like, oh, you know, this is this is uh, uh, this is not this isn't working for our family audience or whatever, which you know uh, is a little understandable. I think it's a little bit uh, right overboard but, racing. Yeah, yeah, but you know, in the film. It, we we were real adamant about making the dialogue true to the time, and that's right. what I think a lot of westerns don't do. Is you know they're they're talking in modern modern day language and aren't terrible English now, and they I think their English that. then was a little bit more proper, and which is which is really bad for me to try to write. So that's where Nicole Gay came in and you know made it. But even in the film, uh, the the father of Mabel, who is played by uh, Russell, um, he's the one that owns. California City Studios, um, right. which was part of the inspiration to do it. Um, when I talked to Russell, he was having some issues, um, some some uh, medical issues, and I asked him what, you know, I said, well, if the next movie I shoot, what do you want to be in? Because he said he wanted to act in something. So we put him as the, as the, as Mabel's father, and uh, he did actually nice. did really great. And uh, he, um, so anyway, um, but the father basically treats his daughter as an item that he's giving away and uh you kind of it kind of hints on the dialogue it's not extremely straightforward but it it does hint on the on the dialogue when uh Sean Piccinino's character Tom Laundry comes uh or Laundry or whatever comes and talks to the yeah. father um the father uh basically tells him that you know we you know these we sent out these men and they want They've they've got horses that they can have if they bring her back and all this stuff and you, you know. know Ricky I really I really love the way you set up this film because you have a woman who is co-directing and you have a woman who's co-writing as well and, and we should mark yeah. here that uh, M- Mabel is is played by uh, Corinne McBride so and then yeah. you also have Sean Papagenio as Tom Landry you have Dee Carney as Big John you have Ricky Bird as Jebediah. Uh, obviously, Corinne McBride, as I just said, played Mabel. You have John Ross Clark plays William. You have Michael Gallon plays Jake. So you have a really nice crew. You have a really nice mixture between men and women. Did you make a conscious effort to make it more of a group um, movie, more than, I should just say, a sausage fest? Was, you, was that a conscious thing in your mind yeah. before going into this film? Uh, because it's, it's it, obviously it always, the yeah. smart part. Yeah, it always is a conscious uh, thing to make it a, not a sausage fest. I think uh, that's one thing that a lot of indie filmmakers don't take an account for, that uh, women are a part, an important part of movies and, and selling right. movies. Um, and just strong women, in my opinion, are, are more attractive to see on, on film than, you know, right. just like a you know, like an airhead. So usually the women that I always have in the in the acting sense are usually stronger women that aren't, you know, just you know, unless they're just a bit part to help the story move along, I'm really, you know, I'm really adamant about having a strong female character. Is this because you have 
uh, women who are part of your a part of your immediate life is because you know your family. You have a lot of a lot of strong family ties to women. Um, I, I just I have a lot of strong women in my life, and I mm-hmm. I think that uh, I, I I think sometimes they get downplayed in in cinema. You know, um, right? And I feel like I I just to me that's more attractive. Is, right. is having a woman that kicks ass or kicks butt, uh, as opposed to having you know, uh, you know Megan Fox running around just being pretty. You know, I want someone right. that, you know, and and I think that a lot of that uh, spawns from my grandmother. My grandmother was really a really strong woman. Uh, my mom, super strong woman. You know, they you know they just went for it. You know, they were uh, both really. Um, inspirations to me, um, and then I lucked out, and I'm marrying a very strong woman as well. So it, you know, nice. that, that, that that just to me um, is a, is a little bit of motivation because I mean I, I don't get me wrong I like the hero that you know you know goes and the male hero and stuff like that, but I also really mm-hmm. like a, the female hero and and focusing more on that because people in all honesty people like to see women doing cool things. I mean, like Tomb Raider and, you know, things like that, I, you know, and that's that's kind of, you know, the whole backing behind right. Naked Zombie as well, you know, having a, right. a strong female character. You know, Ricky, for me, you know, when I, when I first met you, when I, when I got to know you, uh, you know, you're one of those people that's very different than everybody else I've ever met. I, I've never felt compelled to walk up to an actor uh, during filming of anything and tell them how good of a job they're doing or how happy I was with their performance, pleasure of watching you act. I was extremely uh, happy and uh, thrilled with what you did with the part. Um, you you do have that certain je ne sais quoi, that certain ability to transform on screen. Uh, but you also have a tenacity that's really difficult to beat because where other people complain about Hollywood, about film industry, about not making it, I see you on like an oil rig, busting your chops to make a dollar, to give to your family, to get things moving so you can make your next project. Uh, that is incredible stuff. Do, do, when you look at other people, do you see that difference between you and them? Do you see that, that, that clash between a working person and somebody who might just deceive themselves as privileged? Yeah, I mean, it's... <clears throat> That, that's why I can't uh, handle people that complain about things, um, you know, just because it's like, you know, tomorrow, so like, for instance, I'd be shooting one day and the next day I would have to be, you know, 60 feet in the air pulling back drill pipe, you know, it's like, you know, in the rain, whatever, you know, then I had worked in North Dakota and in the extreme conditions over there and it's just like, and then people are complaining about, you know, not right. having you know, AC or something when it's not even that hot outside <laughs> or just, you know, this, right. these really dumb, dumb complaints. And it's just like, you know, you're so lucky to be in this moment right now. And, you know, it's like, uh, it, it does frustrate me uh, when people complain, especially on set, because it's like, if this is something you want to do, then then let's do it. If, if this isn't something you want to do, because a lot of people go into thinking that, movies and filmmaking are all just easy breezy and you just walk on the set, you know, your lines already, you know, the director and everything knows, you know, what's going on right away. And, you know, there's no, never any, 
if these are problems when it's the exact opposite. You know, you have an actor that doesn't show up or, you know, a lighting guy that doesn't show up or, you know, like, for example, we're shooting uh, Naked Zombie Girl. We were right in the middle of shooting and the car breaks down. We had, like, four more scenes to shoot in the car and where people right. would have threw down their threw down their hat and said, let's do it another time. You know, we just, we made it work. We put a blanket over the back of the car and I had... Uh, I was uh, had Nick holding a light, and I was rocking the car like if it was driving, and then we just you know moved the camera around like if it was mounted on the car. You know, nice. You know, that's just how you know you just got to get it done. You got to be creative, and then you know while we're doing that, the whole set because that uh, set was something that me and Josh uh, Keith Matthews built in my in front of my apartment right here, which my neighbors I'm sure love me. But uh, we were we built the set right here, you know. So we we uh, put together the set right here, and then we wow. brought it over in pieces to uh, Ethelhole Corral. And uh, for some reason, you know, everyone, you know, because I like to, I'm not I'm not set in my ways as a director. If people have a better idea than me, and and it's actually a good idea, then let's roll with it. I'm not, you know. I have no problem. So you with that. you welcome contributions from from other people, from actors yeah. and what have you. Yeah, because in all honesty, a lot of the people that I um, that are on set that I'm working with um, have been in other projects with me, and you know they all like movies and they all love movies and they all some you know some have great ideas, you know, and and why why uh, settle for my you know idea and you know have this better idea that would work out you know cooler and you know it's it's just it's to me it's a no brainer. Some people get a little upset. And, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know, I, I feel like a group effort is, is what filmmaking is about. It's not about one sure. person. That's why I try not to say, you know, my film or my this or my that, because it's realistically a group collaboration. You know, we're all, we all get our, our titles at the end of the day, but, you know, during the shooting, we're all wearing multiple hats, you know, and, and right. you know, at the, at the end, it's, you know, yeah, I did create, you know, Mabel, I created uh, Naked Zombie Girl, but it was me and a team of people that made it happen, and it and it grew from that idea. You know, I mean, right? I've yet to I've yet to shoot a script that is exactly what the script is. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, right. you know. Well, now we're there on the subject because you know I really was looking forward to talking to you about Naked Zombie Girl. So we talked about this during the phase two premiere and, uh, you know, you gave me a, a brief summary of the film and then I saw the short, uh, short coming out and you've got a lot of critical acclaim about the film. Uh, so it was written by you, directed by, it's written by you so much that they gave you two credits on IMDb. <laughs> directed by you, <laughs> right? It stars you, D.P. Carney, uh, Megan, and I don't want to destroy her last name, uh, Chedney. Chedney. Shane. Wow. Shane. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So you, you got a really nice name. <laughs> I, I know. I, mean, I pretty much put it in a bazooka and blew it up. <laughs> but you, uh, <laughs> you, have, you, really, you have a really nice cast for, for Naked Zombies. Tell me how this thing starts. How did the idea for this film start? And let's go from there. Well, basically, I was working on a set, um, Trespass to Terror, um, with the... Uh, this guy Willie um, was directing it, and uh, we were, Megan was uh, working on the set because she was acting, and then also um, kind of just ading slash producing, you know, just kind of helping out. 
and uh, I found out she was naked in the movie, or I think she just did like a topless scene. And uh, right. so we were talking about that. Of course, how that's how guys are, you know. And then right. I I uh, asked her. I said, "Well, would you be naked in one of one of our movies? You know, a hectic films movie?" And uh, she's like, "Definitely." And then I go, "Well, what what about uh, what about this? Completely naked, but covered in blood. So you're not." technically really naked and you're killing zombies with a chainsaw and she didn't even think twice she's like hell yeah i'm in and i'm like okay well i don't know how much money i can pay you so you know i don't know right <laughs> you know because we work on we're indie filmmakers here we're not uh you know not michael yeah. Bay pulling into my private stash and uh oh my god she, yeah she was she was totally for it and megan megan is a trooper megan's one of those actresses that you know, she understands. I know she was because we um, we did a photo shoot uh, with Robert B. Hill before um, before we shot the film, and I like to do those type of things to um, get the you know get the publicity of the film going on Facebook and you know on the web and for website and for the poster. Because I'm really I feel like a poster is a really important part of a film. And I had this idea of what kind of poster I wanted, and uh, so we we came out here, and she was completely naked, and you know, everyone's of course all around. We're all taking pictures, and you have some other zombies to stand around with her to take pictures. And nice. You know, at the beginning of it, you know, I think I think at the beginning of it, we were all uncomfortable that she was naked. I think her probably being the most uncomfortable, and then right. I just kept thinking, oh, you know, it's it's really cold. So you know, we were trying to like give her a towel, you know, in between takes and stuff of the because we just set up a green screen in front of my front of my house right here and uh you know it's like 10 o'clock at night we're shooting you know a naked chick with a chainsaw and right. uh, yeah and she i mean she you know the chainsaw people don't understand not, not only is she naked but she's holding this chainsaw and and that it's already it's already uncomfortable to be naked in front of a bunch of people plus you have a chainsaw that you have to hold and you know she's right. having to hold it you know, like in different positions and stuff, and it got a little overwhelming. That's why we actually made a Nick actually casted a fake chainsaw just for her, so she wouldn't have to hold the heavy weight. Oh, know, really? That's nice. Time. Yeah. So I'm really sure cool they didn't have that in Evil Dead. You carry that, carry that thing right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so you know, by the end of the night, it was just like she was wearing clothes. I mean, we we're all talking, you know, BSing and stuff, and she's, you know, right. like one of the one of the one of the guys just talking with us and covered in blood because the blood also is really sticky and really messy. Yes. Um, as you know, I mean, it's any kind of blood. It doesn't matter what kind of mixture you have. It's always a pain in the butt. So. No, but I always prefer it to be somebody else's blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so naked zombie girl, you know, you, you we played a man's Chinese theater, and I want to hear this story really bad. But let's backtrack because you played a lot of the horror fests as well. How did the how did the touring market go when you were showing these films to audiences? What was what was a lot of the uh, the reactions from people from these Hollywood horror or these these horror fests that were you showing? Well. Somewhere? I was I was actually surprised because we you know we made the uh, we had to we had to cut a lot of corners because of budget, so we didn't have as much carnage and stuff like that as we wanted. But there was still a lot right. in there, you know, but not not what we wanted. Um, but uh, surprisingly, everyone really liked the movie. Everyone you know everyone would swear up and down that Megan was actually naked, 
Um, right. Funny. Everyone <laughs> laughed at. Uh, yeah, Rick, you, you laughed at surprised part, me. Why, why would you say surprisingly about your film? Did, did you have doubts about your your film, or or is it just one of those kind of things of if you feel too positive, it might just go wrong kind of thing? Well, I don't know. I think when you, as a filmmaker, when you create something and you see something in your head, and then when you have the final product, you're like, ah, oh, it's not really what I was envisioning. Um, and then yeah. when I watched it, I was like, wow, this is, this, you know, I do like it, but it wasn't, you know, and that's where we're going to make the corrections in the feature. Um, but, mm. you know, and ultimately it wasn't exactly how I, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't bad per se. It was still the cheesy grindhouse that we wanted. We were all, right. you know, going for, Right. but it, I, there was a couple scenes that we wanted to have in there where she's actually cutting zombies and there's like a little bit more interaction with her and the zombies you know, just a few things like that that we just we just couldn't do, um, just because of budget and time, because uh, we were running out of night time. Usually, when you're filming, you're running out of daylight. Well, we were running out of night, so you know, it's and it's hard for like Megan. You know, she, we were filming twelve hours um, into the morning, wow. we hours of the morning, and we're out in the middle of nowhere, and then she had to go to work, so she's like, you know, covered in blood, driving home. <laughs> And then, you know, me, me and Nick are out there hanging out for another couple hours trying to get everything cleaned up because it was just like a, a bomb went off, right. you know. Right. Um, but, you know, but the people's reaction as far as the film, I mean, I, I'm i glad they, a lot of people really like the movie. And that's, you right. know, we've, we've only had a, a few real minor negative uh, things going on with the film, you know, as far as people's uh, reviews and stuff because the, the film actually took off. I've, I've never had anyone, like, we we would have constantly people on the Facebook page saying, hey, I want to review the film. We have video reviews right. online. We have, you know, we've, we've been in all kinds of fests. We're playing in the, um, we played in the Drunken Zombie Festival. We played in the South African Horror Fest. Um, we wow. won some awards in Canada. We, sh- we did two fests in Canada. We won a couple awards and one in Canada. We played in Texas um, at the Austin... Uh, Indie Flicks Showcase, which is actually switching to I think Austin Revolution or something, um, and then we and then we did the Scream Fest, which Scream Fest was amazing. That was probably one of the best uh, film festivals I've ever been involved in. Um, the the, the nice. people running it, uh, Rachel and Karen, were were uh, you know they actually like sat down with me, talked to me about what they're doing with the you know the film festival. They're you know real professional site. Uh, really well organized. Um, you know, they just, they've been doing it for a while. I mean, I think the fest ran on for, I think this was its like 14th year, 15th year or something. And, uh, you know, it's just really, really well put together. Um, and it's actually has a great story about um, paranormal activity was actually picked up from that fest. Really? Just so, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, it was one of those festivals that was definitely, um, a must if you're making a horror film. I mean, it, it truly is the Sundance of horror. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, well, it was yeah, amazing. I, I hear you when you say you're going to make this into a feature film, and I want to get to that. But first I want to get to the, to the uh, man's Chinese theater in Hollywood. How was that? Those pictures look awesome. Uh, how was it showing at that great theater? Uh, I know it's been revamped a couple times. I've been there all through my life, living in Los Angeles. Uh, was, was a dream come true? What was that experience like? Um, well, it was cool. I mean, we're we're uh, we were actually showing in the 
the the ongoing Chinese theater, so it's not in the actual where they do the uh, events at. So it's actually right. off the Chinese theater, but it's the actual you know like theater that's oh, it's ongoing. Right there, it's yeah, right oh yeah, you I mean you walk straight through the the uh, Chinese entrance oh, and all that stuff. Oh, and yeah. um it, it was those actually are, those you know, are iconic things. Yeah, and just to just to be there we had uh we had um a girl dressed up uh like naked zombie girl. That way Megan could kind of, you know, enjoy the night because I felt like it's a right. pretty big night for everybody. And you know right. it, it does suck to wear a bikini covered in blood when you're trying to watch a movie right. hang out. So So we uh, uh FRI actually, uh, which is the company that's picking us up for the feature, they actually helped us out. They uh got us um, uh, the actress and a couple of actors that they all three did amazing, an amazing job. And we just kind of hung out on Hollywood Boulevard and took pictures and, and people were just like eating it up. I mean, I I think I ran out of uh, Naked Zombie Girl flyers and stickers. There's just so many people, you know, all taking pictures and interested in it. And uh, yeah, awesome. she walked around with the chainsaw and everything, and um, all those pictures are on our Facebook page on uh, Hectic Films Facebook or Naked Zombie Girl Facebook. But it was really a nice. really a great night. Um, the the screening was well received. Um, we didn't win the fest, but the 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 film that won the fest, I saw the trailer for, and it looks pretty amazing. I you know I didn't you know it wasn't like a you know, some of these festivals that you go to, a lot of them are just like voting for friends and stuff, and you see a right. film that you're like, why? How did this win? And when I watched the film that actually won, because there was only two awards for the short categories, and both of the films that won for the short cat- categories were were very very well done, as, at least in their trailers. Um, right. I get to see the short film because I couldn't stay for the whole fest, but you know, it's definitely definitely really good competition. So I wasn't, you know, that that depressed about it and we're going to be entering in every year that we have a horror film uh we're going to definitely be going to that fest is it something you're you're aiming towards is horror films yeah i I think we're going to try to uh, submit with the naked zombie girl feature um i think uh you know we we kind of i feel like we we went to school on what we could do and what we couldn't do with the chainsaw and zombies um right because you know uh, you definitely, we definitely learned learned a lot, uh, me and Nick. So, you know, I think we're going to take that to the feature and then actually having a story, because the film actually has no dialogue. Really? So, yeah, we, I wanted to try to pull it off uh, just because it would have been easier to not have a sound guy, and then we were just worried about chainsaws and boom mics and stuff like that. So we, wow. we did record That's sound, great. but we just didn't have a lot of dialogue. Um, so I got a film, are you looking to do dialogue in that film? Yeah, yeah, we'll have full dialogue, all that stuff. Um, wow. Uh, we, 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 and what's funny too is not a lot of people complain about there being no dialogue, and everyone's pretty entertained, and that's that's something that I feel is hard to do. Right, so, it is. You know that 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 definitely. You know, I mean, it is cheesy. It is it is everything that you would. We wanted to make something that when you went to the drive-in theater in the 70s or, you know, even even in the 80s, and you went and saw a horror film, how cheesy they were, but they were so good because they were so cheesy. So we really didn't take a lot of it seriously. Like, one at one point, she has a lot of blood. The next point, she doesn't have a lot of blood. You know, like, um, there's one scene that's 
it always makes me laugh, but she gets out of the shower and she's got all this blood all over her towel and it's in a different direction. And then she walks around the corner and she has no blood on her towel and she has a chainsaw right out of the shower. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just one of those. And and it's it's dumb, but I love it. I love that, you know, like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, like that that uh, Robert Rodriguez, which was a huge influence on this film, he's a great director and, and probably one of the directors I look up the most to just because he's he's one of those get-it-done, no-BS attitudes. And, right. uh, you know, that was kind of like a... That's kind of where the whole Naked Zombie Girl idea and what the things we did spawned from a lot of his, his work, um, just with, like, you know, uh, Planet Terror and, and Machete. Um Yes. And yeah, definitely the cheesiness is just you know, just it makes it makes up for a lot of the lack of dialogue and stuff. And we weren't gonna have any dialogue in it, but when we were editing, I say, uh, get your butt cheeks in here. Uh, she's um she's standing there naked and uh me and Jason Jason was cutting it and Jason's like, Oh, I think this is hilarious and I go, Yeah, I think it's pretty funny too, we'll just leave it. So we kept that right. line and uh that line is actually transferred into the comic book. Now it says it in the comic book now too. Wow! So, so there's yeah. a comic book out for Naked Zombie Girl. Yeah, we. Uh, um, I really wanted to create Naked Zombie Girl not as a. Um, I wanted her to be a superhero for zombie like brand. Zombie. Yeah, and so we. Nice. We came up with this comic book idea, and we had a. Uh, we originally had Mike Hampton on it, and uh, he. He had other. He had some stuff to do because he's usually usually the one that draws a lot of our, you know, animated stuff. He did some stuff with Blackie, that uh, drawing right. we had with the Blackie, and uh, you know, a bunch of other films. He just does like a one scene drawing, and uh, basically, um, he had drawn like a cover for it, and then he had to do other stuff. And then uh, on Facebook, we had a bunch of people just drawing like fan pictures, which was like a huge, like super flattering. Um, to have people do uh, fan pictures, I was like, "Oh my God, we're we're at that level now," you know. <laughs> right. But, uh, we had a a fan a fan slash uh, friend of Megan, uh, John Barogula, I think is how you say his last name. But he's yes. an amazing artist. I mean, this guy is like he does a great job, and and uh, he had drawn a, a picture of Naked Zombie Girl where she's like has this this. She's just like holding the chainsaw real cool, covered in blood, and there's like these body parts all scattered. And she's got feet, nice. like feet print walking up to where she's at, like bloody footprints. And it was just, and it's black and white, but it was just beautifully done. And uh, I got to talking with him and asked him if he would be interested. And he was like, yeah, I'm totally interested. So we, we had already had the campaign uh, going, but I think once people saw some of the artwork, and there is some of the artwork if you want to check it out on the Naked Zombie Girl page. Um, and I, I post all the stuff on my page too, Ricky Ricky Bird Jr. Um, but nice. the just the artwork is just amazing. And basically what it does is it kind of, um, it's kind of, I, I, I call it, when I, I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I used to read Star Wars books. Well, I'm not, I didn't read them. We, we had audio books on tape. But uh, we, uh, there was like this expanded universe that was always interesting to me that they would, you know, like kind of branch off from the original story. And there was like these little stories that were going on in different time, time frames during the movie. 
so we kind of did that with Naked Zombie Girl. So this is kind of like a, her ride in the truck with the, the character Barry, which is my character, um, before she gets to the tow yard. So it's it's just a short comic book. Um, we're hoping to get more funding to do more comic books, but as soon as it's done, it'll be on Kindle and it'll be you'll be able to purchase it. Um, right now, if you want your name in the comic as a funder, I think you only have to donate five or ten bucks, and we'll put your name in it. Um, the comic is fully funded right now, but you know there's still room for people to get involved and put their name on it. So. Now, where do you see that going after that? Now, you're saying you're going to make this into a feature, feature film. Are you working on the script right now? Yeah, we're. Uh, I'm working with FRI. Um, I'm. I'm not actually writing the script. I'm kind of just overseeing it. Um, based off, they're just writing a script based off of the short film, and based off of like the characters that I created. So uh, FRI has hired a couple writers, and they're um, actually doing pretty well with the script. Um, it looks, it's actually turning out to be pretty cool. Um, but we're we're gonna we're probably going to shoot the feature sometime the beginning of next year. And um, we're, we're just waiting on getting the script finalized. And uh, once the script's finalized, we'll get all our ducks in a row and start doing our planning to shoot. Nice. So we'll be expecting Naked Zombie Girl, the film, coming out shortly. Do you have any projects in between that that you'd like to uh, plug? Um, well, we got Border Brothers. Uh, Border Brothers is a comedy oh, I shot like yeah a couple of years ago that's Got a little bit of a cult following just off of a couple, a uh, couple of clips online and a trailer, um, and it's it's actually a hot topic right now dealing with like uh, illegal immigration and marijuana, which are two big hot topics. Um, but it's a comedy, um, and it's I love the trailer. Trying, yeah, we're trying to put the the final touches on it right now and see what uh, what we can what we can put together. Well, Border um, Brothers was, was a movie that I was uh, uh, happily surprised to see the trailer for. I was, it was a, I thought it was very, very funny, and I, I really yeah. can't wait to see that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's like the that, and uh, we have we have Home Free, which I shot a, like a, a long time ago. Uh, Home Free is just like a homeless uh, right. documentary about homeless people, and it's so funny. Like uh, people still are asking me about that, and I kind of had to put it aside because it was. I produced it myself, so I, you know, I don't really have any uh, deadlines with it like I do with these other projects. And it was kind of just like a, a fun thing that we did. Um, but I have so many people just randomly from, you know, people I don't even know asking me when it's going to come out, what, what, what's the deal with it, why is it taking so long, and all this stuff. And it's kind of like right. intriguing to, you know, like get these other projects out of here and just kind of focus a little bit on home free. But right. But yeah. Well, well, going from the Lackey to Phase Two to Naked Zombie Girl to Mabel to Trespassing the Terror to Bo- the Border Brothers, you get a huge career coming up. It's fantastic to, to see all these things happening for you, especially after seeing how hard you work in the field that you work in. And, and thank you so much for being on the show today. I greatly appreciate it. We've been trying to join here for a couple couple weeks now. Go ahead. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate you having me, Stevie. Yeah, sorry, I haven't been able to. Make it just crazy scheduling and going. You're busy. Crazy. You're making you're making movies. This is we want you to be this busy. Hey, how we want you to please be this busy, yeah. please. So tell them, tell me, Ricky, how can we get in touch with the Twitter, 
Facebook, all that, all that mamma jamma? Well, um, we have uh, multiple ways. Um, we have the Hectic Films is on Hectic Films is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can go onto our Hectic Films website. You can see all our projects. You can see uh, the comic books on there. Um, the uh, Entertain. Um, we also have another project that we do called the Indie Film Group, which is basically um, you know showcasing uh, independent filmmakers. It's something I founded um, like right. six years ago. And uh, basically, you know, if anybody wants an interview that's a director or trying to get in the business, wants to have, you know, any kind of, it's got all kinds of information on there of how to do things, how to shoot things cheaply, how to get contracts, all that stuff is all on the indie film, and it's theindiefilmgroup.com, which also has a Facebook. Um, and then then we have, every movie we have is, is on um is on Hectic Films, and the Facebook page links are on there, too. So usually we, we keep pretty steady on um, updating our Facebook page and trying to keep awesome. everybody uh, involved with that. So Please stay in touch. You know, I know Sean and I and Grundy, Grundy and I were talking about having you in uh, Six Feet Down Under, and uh, it would be a great pleasure to have you surrounded around that project. You're a hard worker, and, and yeah. we, just, we just love you. We can't, we can't wait to see all of your future projects. And like I said, Greg Rundley and Sean Pacino were mentioning you off the hook about how <laughs> we don't really like working on projects without the great Ricky Bird. Ricky Bird works his yeah. own. It took us off uh, for everybody. Ricky, thank you so yeah. much for being on the show today. Uh, we no really, problem. really, and we love hearing your, your, your stories. You know, I have one last thing before you go. You know, okay. I, I said throughout the entire episode that you're an extremely hard worker. And somebody might say, well, what does that mean to me? Well, this is what it means to me, and I want, I want to ask you this question. What would you say to a younger person who's coming out to make movies from your experience, from the things that you've done, from all the hard work that you've been through? What would you, what would you say to a young man who's trying to follow in your footsteps? Um, well, I'd definitely say don't give up and don't make excuses would be the two, two um, big, big things, and then the 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 one thing that I feel that's really important is people do things within their means. You know, if you're starting out, and you're making a low budget project. Do what you can pull off. You know, and 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 watch watch movies and and watch movies you don't like and and right. find out why you don't like those movies. You know, what did they me- where where did they mess up that you don't want to mess up? You know, and right. Don't be if if you want to do this, you've got to watch crappy movies. That's just part of the game. Um, that way, you understand why they're crappy. You know, right. that's a part of learning, and uh, and just don't be upset when your first film sucks because I have, I you can go on my YouTube and look at stuff from you know when YouTube first started up and we have you know terrible things on YouTube, but I keep those things up as a reminder that you know we're moving forward and we're getting better each project we do. So right, right, yeah, especially, especially with this, you don't start off great, so. <laughs> Yeah, everybody wants their first film to be Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs. And this is something yeah. we were saying through, through the, uh, you know, where we're showing the lack and we're showing other films. Is everybody wants their first film to be Reservoir Dogs, but it's just not going to always happen. But, yeah. Uh, that, 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 <laughs> I, I do appreciate that a great deal. Ricky, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, audience, yeah, thank you for having me. Thank Ricky Bird for us. Thank you so much for being here, and, and congratulations on Naked Zombie Girl, and we look forward to your next project, my friend. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, sir. Have yourself a great weekend. The great Ricky All right, Bird. You too, brother. <laughs> <laughs>
what a, what a great guy. Ricky Bird Jr., he really came through for us on the Lackey. He really came through for us on a, on a lot of projects. He's a really hard worker. And, uh, you know, you, you say that about a lot of people. You say this guy's a great guy and this guy's a real go-getter. Uh, Ricky Bird is one of those people that is a go-getter, gets things done. When we worked on Lackey, he worked locations. He worked uh, human resources. He worked production. He acted. He filled all the hats. And that's what I admired about the gentleman, was that he worked so hard for something that essentially he could have sat back and just watched, really. But he wanted to be a part of it. It reminds me a lot of Christopher Nolan talking about Heath Ledger and how Heath Ledger wanted to jump on the truck and wanted to be part of the production and wanted to be there at night. And it's very different than you might have thought that Heath Ledger might have acted, but it's not any different than the way, you know, uh, uh, Ricky Bird Jr. is explaining how, how he works in Hollywood. It's not any different. Uh, he, he's interested in how things are getting done. He's working to get things done. That's extra special. And uh, all you boys and girls who are listening in on how to become like these people, uh, they're just telling you, work your butt off. Work your butt off. Have a focus. Work your butt off. It's incredible. It's an incredible process. The great Ricky Bird Jr., thank you so much for joining our show today. We're going to take a small little break right now as we uh, contemplate the uh, the great Sean McNary. Like I said, I dedicate the show to him. Um, he has uh, unfortunately passed away, and, and uh, we're going to miss him. He was a very good friend of mine, and, uh, and uh, I like him a lot. This song is for you.
That was Lisa Hannigan from her album from Passengers. That was Never Be Lonely Again. She's an excellent artist. Sean McNair was an excellent person. He loved his family very much. He loved his daughters very much. He was a kind and generous person. Good friend of mine. A good friend of all of us. One day today, we should hug our family and be appreciative for what we have. Be grateful for your mind. Be grateful for your life. Be grateful for the people that are in your life that you love. Don't take them for granted. This was a tragedy. And Sean McNair, we're thinking about you and we're thinking about your family. And we will all weekend long. We'll never forget you. Let's change gears here. We had the great Ricky Bird Jr. on today. Thank God he was on today. What a great guy. We've been trying to have him on for several, several weeks. It's been close to impossible. Uh, mostly because he's just working his tail off, which is what we love. But you can see him in The Lackey. The Lackey is directed by Sean Paul Piccinino, our great Sean Paul Piccinino, written and directed, also written by myself and produced. Also done with uh, Phase 2. He did Phase 2 as well. Naked Zombie Girl, which was a short, just showed up. Trespassing the Terror, Mabel. And then the next film that he's coming up with is uh, Naked Zombie Girl, the feature film, which is going to be awesome. So we're looking forward to Ricky Bird's next project, as well as him working with us in the future, to make it lackey too and what have you. He's a great part of the team. Like I said, he's a great actor. He's a great, you know, family participant, and he's a great person to have on your team. So thank you, Ricky Bird, for being here. And thank you, all of you, for being here today, listening in on me and listening to me ramble. I really greatly appreciate it. God bless you all. Well, it's kind of hard to get up today and hard to get things done today, as you can imagine. But what a great show. Ricky Bird Jr. Involved with hectic films. Thank you, everybody, for listening in today. And thank you very much for joining us on this Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific, Los Angeles time. Cinephiles Radio, I'm your host, Steve Pisa. You can find me on akfcolorado.com, wutongmountain.com. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Pisa, at Cinema Files Radio. You can find me on Instagram through Steve Pisa. Just type in Steve Pisa, P-I-S-A, on Google, and you'll find a thousand things on me. Look me up, contact me. All of you out there in Radio Land, have yourself a great day. Love your family. God bless. Hold them tight. Have an amazing weekend and do something truly spectacular. And I will see you all next Sunday, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, here on Cinema Files Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Thank you very much for joining us today. God bless, and have yourself a great weekend. Thank you, Richard Bird, for being part of our show today. And thank you, everybody else, for listening in. God bless. Have a great weekend.